What up, everybody? Welcome to episode 83 of the Bedroom Drinking Podcast. I'm Dustin. Hey, everyone. It's Nate Dog. Sorry, you couldn't have waited until you stopped yawning? No, I didn't mean to yawn. It just happened. Your body's already on 20% battery, and it's yeah. still the morning time. Yeah, it's... I mean, I'm always tired, and I just woke up, so it's hard to do things early in the morning when speaking. It's only 10... Or it's already 10 o'clock. Usually, you're at... Been working already for a while. I know, which is weird. I'm not used to... Not being at work. So your body should already be more awake, no. is what you're saying. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. I got I got too much rest. <laughs> too much? Too much that, rest. That is a thing. That's a very big thing. Uh, welcome back. This is what? Yeah, episode 83. Yeah. That's what I said, right? Um, yeah. This week is Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see how that movie is. The, apparently the early reactions are very good, so. Yeah. I'm, I never, I try to never get my hopes up for anything, but it's hard. We'll see. I'm excited to see it and stuff, so more on that later. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have all the details for you next week. Yeah, but first, before that, we do have a dumbass of the week. This person is called Nicotine is Life Lady. Nicotine is Life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so apparently, like back in, the, I don't know, like the 60s or so, like when everyone smoked all the time because no one knew it was bad for you, you were allowed to smoke on airplanes. Yeah, I think... Yeah, that's why the... Into the 70s, too, maybe a little bit early Probably. 70s. That's why they have the, the no-smoking light, and it's just always on, <laughs> because it used to go off. But, so obviously now, everyone knows that you're not allowed to smoke on airplanes, but I guess people still try to do it, like, in the bathrooms, yeah. which is fucking stupid, like... You can't wait. Like, you seriously can't wait? It's not that big a deal. But so this lady was caught smoking in the bathroom on an airplane on a Southwest flight, and... They pulled her out and told her to put out her cigarette. If they made her put her cigarette out, that she was going to kill all of the... Everyone on the plane. All the passengers, all of the crew, everyone. She was killing all of them. So then, of course, they arrested her because she threatened to kill people. And then afterwards, she said that... They asked her why she threatened everyone. And she said she didn't know. It was very uncharacteristic of her. It just kind of came out. (laughs) Maybe she was just really stressed and she really needed that... The cigarette, and then they told her she couldn't have it, so she flipped out. I was like, I'm just going to kill everyone then. Like, is really your your natural, your first natural reaction to put out that cigarette is, <laughs> I'm going to fucking murder all of you. Uh, so she got arrested. Yeah, she got arrested. And now she's just like, I don't know. Why? But I don't know if she went to, like, regular jail or, like, airport jail. Is or... there an airport jail? There is, right? Isn't that, like, where they, like, you get detained at the airport, they well, put yeah, you in that room. Until the cops come. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm sure she went to, like, real jail. They're just not going to keep her, like, Probably, an airport. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the story didn't say. Uh, also, FYI, the Washington Post tries to make you pay a dollar to read a story on their website. Fuck that noise. Just don't do it. It's Google not worth it. it. Yeah, just Google it. <laughs> uh, it's a lot easier, and it's free, I think. <laughs> just don't go to the after. That's stupid. Like, you can't even read. You have to, like, subscribe to their website to, like, I guess, read their news. Yeah, it, like, it'll load the article for, like, a couple seconds, so you have enough time to read, like, the first line, and then this little thing pops up that's like, continue reading for one dollar, or subscribe today, and I was like, no, there's too many other free places I could read this exact same story, so. Yeah. So, anyways, post it was. If you ever caught smoking on an airplane, don't threaten to kill everybody. Well, just- I mean, don't, don't smoke on the airplane, first of all, you're gonna get in trouble already. Yeah, unless you're just, like, really good at... I don't even know how you would hide the smell or anything, but no, I don't. Unless the only thing, maybe if you're taking like a really gross, really bad smelly poop, maybe that would cover up the smell. But maybe not even probably then. Probably not even then. 
Uh, it's just a small area. Like, yeah. Fine uh, space, but don't be like don't that. Don't do that. Lady. <laughs> don't be nicotine in his life, lady. Be someone else. Be the <laughs> be literally anyone else. Be literally anyone. Yeah. So we're moving on to our Twitter shouts. Uh, we got some good ones this week. We got Jimmy Evans. Yeah, yeah. What's up, buddy? We got the Flesh Prince. Flesh. Yeah, the Flesh oh, Prince. Okay. We got Hollywood. Yeah, Holly. What's up? We got typical fucking Albertan mentality. You didn't you write this? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Typical fucking Albertan mentality. You put an X. Yeah, because it was like a little thingy. Oh, it was like the asterisk yeah, thing. Yeah, asterisk thingy. <laughs> you know, you don't have to censor it on your program notes, right? That's fine. I was just writing it like it looked <laughs> on the thingy. <laughs> and then we got Chris Jackson, who thinks we're whack. Oh, oh yeah. Because we didn't love Justice League. Yeah. Well, sorry. Sorry. Sorry that you have bad taste in movies. But keep listening. I mean, I guess not. I, mean, I just insulted our number one fan. Oh, well. Uh, so that was great of you. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> Chris Jackson, we still like you. Well, I do. I just said... I don't remember what I said, but it was very positive. Was it? <laughs> I don't remember. You don't remember what happened 10 seconds ago. No, okay. fucking... You can remember things from four or five years ago, but not ten seconds ago. I remember things awesome. from when I was a toddler. That's fucking weird. <laughs> that's so weird. I... That's weird. Shit. I'd always... I mean, that's not like a normal thing. That's weird. I sit and think about... Like, this is going to sound so stupid to most people, but... So, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie came out in March of 1990. I was born October 1987, so I would have only been two when this movie came out. But... I vividly remember our my babysitter. I used to this lady that uh, went to our church. She like took in like abandoned kids whose parents went to work. And it's not abandoned kids. <laughs> they abandoned us at the babysitter's house. <laughs> but anyway, it was like a bunch of people from the church would like leave their kids with her all day and whatever. Um, and I remember she took all of us because we loved all the love Ninja Turtles. We watched it every day. So she took all of us to the movies to see them, even though we're all like two years old. Because we were all born, like, right around the same time. And I vividly remember this. I don't know how. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to me that I would have been taken to the movies. A bunch of two-year-olds would be taken to the movies in the first place. I don't know. It, it, it like, trips me out sometimes. It should. I mean, it's really weird. It's it's kind of abnormal. But <laughs> I mean, the first movie I ever saw in the theater, I'm told, was The Little Mermaid. And I was, I guess, two when that came out. But, like, barely two. That seems uh, early to... I don't, I don't remember know. anything from that long ago. Well, I don't remember that. I just... That's what my parents yeah. told me. I'm not even quite sure, like, that part of my life happened. I think I just was, like... just kind of awoke as, like, a teenager, and that was it. Well, uh, no, because there's that one baby picture of you. With, like, is the, that me, though? I don't know. It looks like you. I mean... Just with, like, massively chubby cheeks. <laughs> we'll see. I'll have to take a DNA test. Oh, yeah, you can do that for $100. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a random drunk lady told me that she's... 100% sure that I'm at least 80% Scottish and that now I don't have to go take the DNA test for $100 that she already told me I was 80% Scottish with a little bit of Irish and French and possibly a small 1-2% uh, of British which I don't think you can be British like in your blood in, in, in like English maybe yeah <laughs> but then after she told me that I didn't have to go take the test she said that I should go take it anyway so now I feel like she wasn't being confident in her. She was also just drunk. She was very drunk. Yeah, she was having a good time. <laughs> She's having a good old time. Uh, 
So, Naked Man, all of our Twitter shouties this week. Thanks for participating and stuff. Naked Man. So, we got the fantasy update. Da-da-da, da-da-da. Oh. <laughs> wow. That was a weird one. That, that sounded like something completely <laughs> yeah. different. Uh, I won, but it doesn't really count because I'm still losing because I'm in like the loser's bracket. <laughs> but I, I won my first game in the loser's bracket. So, yeah, like I said, maybe you'll end up being the best of the losers. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess. It, I lost already, so it doesn't matter. But, <laughs> but maybe, so, basically, so the... Four people make it to the playoffs. The rest of you go to the consolation bracket. Which is nothing. You, it's just an excuse for like us to keep playing. It doesn't matter anymore. Like, But if you win the consolation bracket, then then you would be fifth place. Fifth place is better than tenth last place. Last place, I guess, yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's what's going on in my fantasy world. Yeah. Um, so in our league, I won the first round. Barely. Well, no, I guess by like eight points. Yeah. My other league. I mean, our league is the only one that matters, but... So, I make it to the playoffs, right? I was super pumped. Going into the week, I figured I probably was going to lose. But then the week starts, and my players to start with are doing okay. The other guys are doing really bad. So, at one point, it looks like I'm going to win. And the game... So, both he was done playing Sunday afternoon. My last two players were playing Sunday night. And... At one point, I was winning, and I was like, yes, I get to move on to the next round. I'm so fucking excited. But then Baltimore's defense had to go suck a giant fucking dick and ended up with negative five points and cost me the game. And so now, yeah. next week, I'm in the uh, the battle for fifth place. <laughs> the loser's bracket. Well, it's not really the loser's bracket. I mean, it's not the winner's bracket. Well, no, because there's a winner's bracket and a loser's bracket, and then now I'm in like the the what is what is the Catholic thing for when you die? Purgatory. Purgatory. I'm in the purgatory. Yeah. Of of the. It's just like the thing. lobby. Yeah, the waiting room. The afterlife lobby. <laughs> like, yeah. So everyone else's uh, fantasy teams. I hope y'all are doing good. I guess, or maybe in the playoffs. Uh, it's fine now. Like I've already. I'm like I don't really care anymore. I could just enjoy football now. Uh, and watch because you know that it, your scores don't matter. Yeah, because my scores don't matter. Like I haven't even been like really setting my lineup. I just left it the way it, was, it has been, uh, and that's it. But it will be. It I do. A- I do kind of miss like actually caring about what teams win and not paying all my attention to individual players. Yeah. Like I. I didn't even know if the Texans won or lost last week until I like remembered to go back and look at the score. Because, I mean, I figured they lost, which they did. Yeah. But. <laughs> which they did, but. Yeah, I mean, Cowboys won. Dilly dilly. <laughs> dilly dilly. It was a rough season, so we'll see what happens next next year. I got a lot of uh, got a lot of cutting to do and thinking and mulling over players. Didn't so. you do that, though, last time? And it didn't really work out this year. Yeah, we'll see which league I'm in next year. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, guys. I might have to leave this one if it's just not going to be taken seriously. So. Maybe you should have drafted better players. Um, I mean, maybe I should have just been on auto draft. I probably would have drafted a way better team because that's what ever happened to everyone else. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a legitimate way. But of if drafting. you're going to be on auto draft, then you shouldn't be playing. Well, maybe you're busy at the time of the draft. Then don't play. I mean, if you don't that's have time fair. to take it seriously, then what if you have to work or you're like your wife's having a baby? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, then don't play. What if you like don't play? What if you fall like you're in you're sitting in your recliner? You've got your phone ready. To do the draft, and then you fall asleep, 
and you sleep through the draft because you're so tired and overworked. You obviously... I feel like that would happen to you. You obviously don't care enough about the, the sport to, to take it seriously, so shouldn't be there. <laughs> Sorry. Get a better life. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, moving on to our poll results from this last week. Would you have sex with a robot? 58% of you said yes, and 42% said no. So, I guess the digisexuals are coming. The digisexuals? Yeah. What kind of robot? I'm not falling for this one twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess a lot of people are going to be doing that. 58% of them, at least. What do you think... I'm part of the 42% that said no. Uh, yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> like... What do you think this would do to the the prostitution business? Do you Ooh. think people would just buy their own sex robot and just have sex with that and then they wouldn't have to pay hookers because they'd have a robot yeah it'd probably it'd probably put a a squeeze on the prostitution rings i guess there would still probably be people that uh prefer a regular like person. a human touch i guess yeah but some people just but have then, their robots but these robots are being they're made like so like real human and lifelike maybe it, it won't matter yeah i guess we'll have to wait until that actually happens and we'll see how it Hits the numbers on the have, stock market. For have you hookers. heard of Have you heard of the professional cuddlers? No. It's like this thing now where, uh, like, you just they come and cuddle with you. Yeah. But like, that's it. Yeah, they they don't like have sex with you. No, they anything. just cuddle. With you. They, they literally just cuddle with they you. Just like hold you to cuddle with you. Oh, that sounds amazing. I don't know. That's I'm gonna have to look that up. I don't really like the idea of just like cuddling with a random person. I mean. Some people are fine with it. They just, some people just like to be held. You know, it's nice to have like another body there and it makes you feel safe. And, well, apparently you know. now some people are. It's being like prescribed as a form of therapy, and I forget what it's called. It's some kind of like touch therapy or something, but it like calming and soothes you and whatever. Yeah, but that's why the nurses always touch like soldiers and stuff because it soothes them. But I feel like I would not be calmed by like cuddling a random person. I don't know. It just is weird to me. Yeah, I don't so, really like to touch people I don't know. See, I'm the opposite. You like to touch people you don't know? Yeah, I don't like to touch people I, li- I like and know. I like to touch people like strangers and stuff. Actually, that makes sense. I can see that for you. Yeah. I don't know why, but I uh, feel pretty normal to me. Like, you always hug random people that you've never met before, but I never see you hug like actual people that you know. I know, because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird hugging people that you know and stuff. You also tell random people that you love them, but not people that you know. Yeah, because sometimes they just might need to hear it. You're just really fucking weird, is all it is. This is really nice to people. As long as you don't know them. Exactly. Because <laughs> then I don't, like, know them. It's just easy. It's just a stranger being nice to a stranger, and it could help their day out. You never know. <laughs> Be nice to people. Unless you know them, then who cares? I mean. Yeah. I'm not sure I follow the logic, but okay. But yeah, you know them. Like, you are be nice to them all the time. <laughs> It's impossible. (laughs) (laughs) Getting into our main topic, I guess, for today, uh, the segment's called Smarties Like Bad Movies. Yeah, so we can actually, we could probably roll this all into one. Yeah, so we're going to just roll the topic into the the clothes thing, because we're going to talk about two movies, and it goes with the the subject of, of, like, uh, there's an article that we'll talk about here, it's about intellectual people really like, like, bad movies. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but it means you're like not dumb. It means you're, it's usually only the smart people that do. Well, more, yeah, so they, they're smart, but more intellectually inclined they, than others. Well, they did a study on people who 
not just people who like can enjoy a movie even though it's really bad, but people who actually like enjoy habitually watching really bad movies. Yeah. Um, apparently, it's linked. Those people that enjoy doing that on a regular basis are more likely to be high, of higher intelligence than people who don't. And apparently what it boils down to is that the people who enjoy watching these really bad movies are able to analyze the movie on a deeper level, which is what makes them realize exactly how bad it is, than a regular person who just sits there and all they know is that I liked this movie or I didn't like this movie. And they, I guess, are not... It seems weird to say not capable, because I feel like most people could be capable of actually looking at this stuff. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe they're just, but, like, their brain, their, you know, other people that... They're, just, they're talking about their brain's functioning differently yeah. on a deeper level, though, so you're actually analyzing things. The other ones are just watching the movie. Like, they're not... They, the rest of their brain's turned off. They're only using, like, their, you know, <laughs> optical lobes to look at stuff, and they're not processing on a deeper, like, level, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And I guess it's like you're you're able to like analyze and critique and be like, this was bad because of this and this was bad because of this and actually like know what you're talking about rather than just being like, oh yeah, that wasn't funny. I wasn't interested. I was bored. Yeah. And like not really be able to like actually give a deeper reason for why you think that something like that. I don't know. I guess. I mean, I I like terrible movies. They're fun. I, yeah. This we're one of the higher intelligent people. That's weird to say, but <laughs> but the reason we're talking about this is because we're we're talking about the room and the disaster artist that recently just came out. Yeah, the room uh, is a movie. <laughs> God, where to start? Yeah, let's it came start. out in two thousand three. Yeah, it's written directed by this guy named Tommy Wiseau, who is a mystery. He's like an enigma. <laughs> he. I mean, no one really knows anything about him. They don't know where he's from. Well, they don't know how old he is. He did say he said it on Kimmel where he's from originally. He didn't say where he's from. He just said originally. He said I'm from he Europe. was European. Originally, I'm from Europe, but I live in America now, and I grew up in New Orleans. He said he's. He said he was born in Europe, but he's from New Orleans. Yeah. Which I guess the Europe thing was the first time he's ever said that because all he's ever told anyone else is that he was from New Orleans yeah and everyone's like your accent is not from New Orleans yeah your accent is like it was grown in a laboratory or something <laughs> and so yeah he went on Kimball and he was like I'm originally from Europe and like James Franco and everybody's like whoa what, what? this is news but still no one really knows anything about him no he one, just showed up no one up. knows how old he is he says that he's the same age as this other his friend that acted in the room named Greg Sestero who played a character named Mark he says that he's the same age as him anytime someone asks like how yeah. old he is but he's obviously much older than him um, <laughs> like probably it, at least like 20 years as in on, on Kimmel Kimmel was like so you're like 36, 37 he was just like whatever <laughs> <laughs> like he doesn't answer and he doesn't so from jumping a little bit but they made a movie they made a movie that is out now about the making of this movie The Room called The Disaster Artist starring James and Dave Franco James Franco plays Tommy and so I started the movie is based on a book that was written I feel like I'm confusing people you probably are so The Disaster Artist is the one that just came out so okay so which is which is written and directed by James Franco which is based on the book yeah, so timeline, <laughs> timeline, the room movie is made. Then Greg Sestero, who plays Mark in the room, writes a book about the making of the room called The Disaster Artist. It came out in like 2013, I think. 
Now, this year, they've adapted the book into the movie Disaster Artist with James Franco. There you go. And But so I started reading the book after we saw the movie. And apparently, anytime Tommy is asked for his ID at the point that I'm at in the book, he it's like in a slot in his wallet, and he will not take it out of the slot. He will just like flash it, and they like... They're like, you actually have to take it out of your wallet. And he, like, makes such a big scene about it that they just let it go. Because <laughs> he doesn't want to show so, people So, because I was... Be. I had wondered, like, hasn't anyone ever seen, like, his driver's license? Is he, like... Or anything? Yeah. Someone has to know how old he is. But he w- refuses to show anyone, like, his ID. So, no one can look at it. And so, I guess that's why nobody knows. Yeah. Uh, but... First, let's talk about the room first. Because it's... Oh. It's amazing. This is a movie that literally everything they did in the movie, absolutely 100% everything was wrong. The complete opposite of what you would have done. I feel like there's like a parallel universe where The Room is the best movie ever made. Yeah. When you like completely flip the criteria for what makes a good movie. Um, Because it's the exact opposite here. It's everything is the worst. Absolutely terrible. It's yeah, it's so bad. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to get through, but it's amazing at the same time. But so the whole story behind it is this guy Tommy meets Greg in an acting class. In an acting class, and they they both want to be like famous actors, and that's like their dream. And so Tommy convinces Greg to move to L.A. with him, and he'll he has an apartment there apparently. Like, he has money. No one knows how much money he has or how he made his money, but he has money. He has, like, literally millions of dollars in his bank account, apparently. No one knows where he got it. He told... I forgot to... Something about... He told one person when they asked him how he got his money, he got it selling, like, leather jackets to Russians or something. Yeah. And then someone else, he said that he sold yo-yos. I don't know. Nobody knows. No one knows for sure. But... He has he, uh, he has a lot of money. It's like a it's like an endless pit of money in his bank account. Apparently, uh, so they go to L.A. And move, and move there, and they start to, like going on auditions. But they're not good actors. Like they're bad. Yeah. <laughs> like they're just not good, and so they're never getting any parts that they want or any parts at all. If that like Greg has some kind of like success. Yeah. In, so- the, in the sense that he like. He at least gets, like, an agent, but, like, no one takes him seriously. So, at, yeah, well, the in the, the book, um, and the book is weird. Like, it goes, like, the first chapter, it alternates between telling about, like, how they made the room and then telling more of, like, the backstory. Yeah. So, like, it goes back and forth. So, in the, the parts about, like, him and Tommy meeting and stuff, I haven't actually gotten to the part where they moved to L.A. yet, but Greg, they both lived in San Francisco, and Greg had an agent there and he actually I mean he didn't get like any like actual real parts but he would get like parts as like featured extras or whatever yeah or like modeling jobs he went to he got a job modeling in Milan for like six months or something but he got he was a featured extra in Patch Adams um I guess he played he was a mourner at spoiler alert if you haven't seen this movie it's almost 20 years old he was a mourner at the what's her face the blonde chick yeah at her funeral yeah but I guess Robin Williams, like, wanted to meet... This is totally unimportant. But Robin Williams wanted to meet everyone that was, like, in the scene because he was so deeply connected with her character. Uh, Like, I don't know. He wanted to, like, kind of explain, like, how important their presence was and whatever. And so he got to meet him, Robin Williams. And Robin Williams told him that he was doing a great job. 
And the director of the movie, Tom Shadiak, who also directed like Ace Ventura and Bruce Almighty and a bunch of other movies, he, I guess, Greg was like super impressed that Tom Shadiak actually knew his name <laughs> because he was just like a random extra and told him that he was exactly what he wanted for this part, just like to look oh, gosh. mournful, whatever. Yeah. And that the camera was, but he told him that like he looked great on camera and that he could see him doing well in the future. Well, look how that worked out. <laughs> it worked out ish, I guess. Yeah. So, like, I mean, the, the whole thing behind the, the movie, the room, is they they moved to LA. They're not, and so they just decide to make their own movie. They're like, why would not make our own movie? And and the thing is, like, Tommy, this guy Tommy Wasel, like, thinks he's like good, I guess. Yeah. Like he he has no idea that he's not like he that he's bad. <laughs> and he like, if you don't know anything about. This actor, like, I feel like stuff about The Room has been everywhere in the last yeah. couple weeks. So I feel like you at least have heard of him. But if you haven't, if you've never, like, actually seen him, I feel like there's no there's no way that we can really do justice to how fucking weird this guy is. Yeah. So, like, go on YouTube and watch clips of him. Watch clips of The Room. Watch, watch The Room, actually. Yeah, just watch The Room. Watch, like, videos of him being interviewed and stuff. It's just, like, experiencing him is just, like... You have to see it to believe it, I feel like. Yeah. And so he finances his whole movie by himself, his own money, and people are just like, he like hires crew, everything, like a full movie crew, actors, extras, everything. He, he buys pays them all, he, he buys. He buys all of his equipment, yeah. which no one apparently does in Hollywood, they rent. And reading from the book, it makes sense, because the reason that they rent is because the technology advances so fast that there's no point in buying it, yeah. because in a year, it's all going to be obsolete, and you would have to rebuy it again. So, he, so no, he doesn't... He buys everything, the cameras, everything, and the production, everything is bought. He's like, oh, he's like, I don't rent, I buy. <laughs> he's like, yeah, this is real Hollywood production, no Mickey Mouse stuff. Yeah. Uh... And he's just like a ridiculous person the entire time, but they make this movie. It's very bad. You need to go watch, call the room, go watch it because it it's you are still gonna appreciate it if you're like you know things like this. It's uh, just so like I feel like even people who aren't normally one of the like people entertained by bad movies, you'll still be like, entertained. You don't understand if you haven't seen this movie. It's so fucking bad. Yeah, like everything from the writing, the acting, like it just. Um, I can't even... The music, it's just... It's just the best. Also yeah. the worst. So, apparently he spends, like... And no one knows for sure, because he didn't tell me what he... But he spends in the realm of, like, six million dollars. He spent at least six million dollars making this movie. Yeah, and he, so it finally goes into the theater. It's only in there on one theater. It's booked in one theater yeah. for two weeks, because... A movie has to play in at least one theater for two weeks in order to qualify for the Oscars... And so he wanted to make sure that this movie qualified for the Oscars. So he booked it in that theater for two weeks. It made like $1,800. Yeah. <laughs> so he spent $6 million and he made 1800 And then he like spent more money on this billboard to keep it up for like five years or something. Yeah, he put... The only advertising he did, I think, right, was just yeah, that billboard. Yeah, one billboard. That's up, like, I think off the, the 405 Yeah. In, uh, in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, like a phone number. That you can call. And had, yeah, it had a picture of just, like, his face and was, like, the room. And then, like, this one podcast I was listening to where they were interviewing Greg, they were all thinking that this was, like, they had seen this billboard, and they didn't know what the room was. They thought it was, like, he was a vampire or something. <laughs> yeah. And apparently, at one point, he toyed with the idea of... Of being a of vampire. Of being a vampire in the movie. Yeah. His character being a vampire. <laughs> um, like, it, 
Also, I found out from the book the reason that he always wears sunglasses is because his one eyelid is like really droopy. I see. And he's see really, that in the movie. yeah. He's kind of self conscious about it. And on the it, billboard, yeah, he's super like, self conscious about it. So that's why he always wears his sunglasses. Yeah. God, it's so bad. Uh, but that's the whole point of like the thing. It's just he made this movie. It was, he thought it was like a masterpiece. It's really, really terrible. But. It's a cool, and that's what The Disaster Artist is written and directed by James Franco, and it's about the making of that movie. And so Dave, uh, James Franco plays Tommy, his little brother Dave Franco plays Greg, a.k.a. Mark. <laughs> and, you know, um, and so it's, it's really cool, and James Franco did a really good job. And the thing is, The Disaster Artist is, like, a great movie, and, like, it's possibly going to win Oscars, maybe, yeah. Golden Globes, and all kinds of stuff. And... I think the cool story about it, though, like the whole, it comes comes full circle. These guys who are not like good actors or anything make this terrible movie that everyone hates, but now is like a cult classic and plays everywhere all the time. And he's making money off of it now. Yeah, he's he's art. He's turned a profit now. Yeah, like he's movie. got all of his money back probably. Um, and I think it's a cool story because they they're like, oh well, we're not going to give up on our dreams, and they did it, and they made this horrible movie, but now look how it worked out. Which, They're yeah. like famous as shit now. <laughs> like, it, was, it was like he said in the movie, like, how many people come to L.A. and want to do all this stuff and then just give up because it doesn't happen for them. But, like, yeah. you actually, as fucking awful as this movie is... You made your own movie. You, you <laughs> made it happen for yourself. You made your movie. Most people can't say that they were ever yeah. able to do that. So that's in the you know, quote-unquote accomplishment... And in and of itself, like, I, like the people who are in the movie, the room, or whatever, like I think, like hated it at first, they hated themselves, but then they realized how like just funny it was. Yeah, and they're just kind of like, well, let's let's enjoy it. I mean, like, and apparently, nobody even thought that the movie was going to end up getting finished. Yeah, they because, thought like, it was just going to stop one day. Because one, because Tommy was fucking crazy, and also because they didn't believe that he actually had all this money. That he, yeah. they were like, eventually he's going to run out of money and it's just going to have to stop they, because he's not going to afford to pay for anything they anymore. They just kept cashing their checks and they kept cashing. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, what is going on? Like, the sh- And the shoot was originally supposed to take like 40 days and it ended up taking like... A long time. Way, way, way longer than that. And apparently Tommy was like four hours late every day. And he can never remember his lines that he himself that he wrote. wrote. Yeah. So they had to... Which they didn't really show in the... Disaster artist movie, but he ended up having to like read off of cue cards most of the time. Yeah, or his uh, they would have to go back, which I also wish it was in the movie. They had to go back, and he would just like go in a sound booth and record his dialogue, and then they had to dub it over <laughs> what he was saying in the movie. Either one because he couldn't remember his lines, or two because you couldn't understand what he was saying. Yeah. So that's what these movies are about. You have to go watch the room. You don't have to watch the room to like enjoy the disaster artist, but. It you, does make I, it a you will more. enjoy Disaster Artist so much more if you see The Room first. Yeah. I mean, it's a great movie on its own, but you will be able to appreciate appreciate, appreciate it. it so much more if you've seen The Room. Yeah. So, go give it a shot. Give it a whirl. Uh, as Tommy Wiseau would say about The Room, you know, he says, like, you, you can, can laugh, you, you can, can laugh, cry, you can cry, you, you can, can feel however you, you know, want, just, just don't hurt each other. Just don't hurt each other. <laughs> <laughs> just don't hurt each other. Love each other. <laughs> but yeah, definitely go check that out. Uh, it is so worth it. Yeah, apparently they have uh, they have midnight screenings of the room in like most major cities around the country. Yeah, like once a month or twice a month or something on like a Saturday night, kind of like I guess like the Rocky Horror yeah. thing, which I've never been to because I think that's movies weird. <laughs> but but this it's 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 known like as the best worst movie 
ever made. Ever, yeah. And it's like the classics of cult classics, like now. It, like, I feel like I could, we could spend like five podcasts just talking yeah, about like everything about wrong with the movie. <laughs> it's just so, like, I cannot stress enough just like how funny and entertaining <laughs> this movie is. Yeah. Um, um, but also watch Disaster Artist. The Disaster Artist, written, directed by James Franco, amazing. Uh, and even Tommy Wiseau thinks it's amazing. Like, he loves it. Yeah, so... He, lo- he, was just, he loves it that... I don't know, he just thinks, like, they did a great job portraying us in our movie, like... <laughs> um, it's funny, Tommy, when the book... When Greg's book, the Disaster Artist book came out, Tommy told him that it was only about 40% accurate. But the movie... Which is based on the book, he says, is 99.9% accurate. It's 99.9% because he didn't like like one lighting scene or something like that, or the way that James Franco threw the football, I forgot. I yeah, I don't remember. Like that. <laughs> that's the only reason it's 99.9%, yeah. But so even, the, the movie is 99.9% accurate, but the book was only 40%. But apparently there's some stuff in the movie that didn't happen in the book or in real life. Oh, but I think maybe, like, I haven't finished the book, but I think maybe the movie, I don't know, how did they portray him? I mean, I guess it wasn't... Uh, with Tommy? Yeah. Oh, it portrayed him as, like, he was, like, a fucking lunatic, crazy kind of dick sometimes. Yeah. But also, it was, like, he was just very loyal, but then, like, as soon as someone, like, did something to him, he was, like, freak out. You know, because it was, it was his movie, it was all about him, so... Yeah. I don't... Man, I don't know. Yeah. I just... This, there's, this is just so much... So much to process and think about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. like we'll, uh, I'll, I'll actually like do something on the Facebook page that we always tell people to like that never gets posted on. Yeah, um, we, uh, I'll post like some clips or something. They have some videos that are like the best of the room or whatever, yeah. just so you can like get a taste of, of the magic of the room. <laughs> I guess <laughs> Johnny didn't know it was you. <laughs> I, yeah, there's so many. <laughs> Not recognize that guy. And what I so I was reading something about it, and they made a really good point about how one of the reasons I think that I mean I don't think that anybody in that movie is like a very good actor to begin with, but I think the one of the reasons that their performances are as bad as they are is because the script is written. Tommy's not writing lines that these individual characters would say. He's writing lines. As, As he, if he was saying them. Yeah. So these people are trying to deliver these lines that they would never say that don't make any sense. And it's like, I guess it's, I'm sure it's very difficult to, yeah, to actually do that in a convincing way. <laughs> I don't know. Well, just go watch it. You have to do it. Yeah. Figure out for yourself. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, both of them. Both, both things are great. And I think Tommy Wasso is one of my new favorite people in the world. He, so. he is absolutely the most fascinating person alive right yeah, now. Yeah, he has to be. Uh, uh, and he's not even... He's crazy. He's lunatic. You know what? You can't understand him sometimes, but he's just like really nice, I think. Yeah, I was about to like, say he that. He wants, seems like a really nice person. He just wants person. to be like friendly with everybody. He's just really he's like... He's just so fucking insane. Mysterious. Like no one knows anything, so... It's great. Uh, go just like yeah. Go to YouTube, look up some of those videos, and Dustin will post some on the page as well. Uh, that's gonna bring us to the close uh, today. We wish you adieu. I guess I don't know. Wish you adieu. Is that bid like, you adieu? Is bid you actual, adieu? Is that what it is? Yeah, I think bid, you mashed up bid you adieu with wish you a merry Christmas. I yeah, holidays time. <laughs> uh, have a good rest of your week. 
Uh, those of you who are still playing fantasy and playoffs and stuff, good luck in your leagues. We have Star Wars this week, so that's what I'm going to be thinking about yeah, for the yeah. rest of the, the week. So, yeah. Other than that, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can. You can follow me on Twitter at Nate Robles One, N A T E R O B L E S, the number one. I'm at Dustin Forey, D U S T I N F O R E E. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Bedroom Drinking. Like the Facebook page, Bedroom Drinking Podcast at. Damn it, I always do that. Like the Facebook page, Bedroom Drinking Podcast, and I promise there will actually be stuff posted. That will be worth your time for liking it. Uh, and you can email us at bedroomdrinkingpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. You can uh, also have some music pages for the stuff I, I do on the side. Uh, Nate Robles Music is on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I also do have a song out that you can go out and get on iTunes called Best I Can. Uh, go check it out. I appreciate it. If you don't use iTunes, it's on Spotify. Google Play, Amazon, all that stuff as well. And you just got your, your yeah, copyright. Yeah, I just got the official, like, because I, co- I, I did the copyright stuff, like, a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, but I finally just got the actual, like, document in, so it's, like, officially my song copyrighted, so. Which is really cool. It's pretty cool, I guess, yeah. Other than that, we have a word of the day. If you get to the end of this episode, the hidden word this week will be, uh, you're going to tweet us the phrase, Oh, hi, Mark. That's yeah, like it. the name Mark. Yeah, M-A-R-K. Oh, hi, Mark. So you'll um, you'll actually tweet us the whole thing. Oh, if hi, you've Mark. seen the movie, you get that. Yeah. If you haven't seen the movie, watch it and you will get it. It's it's yeah. it's the most famous scene from the movie. I think I guess. so. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, that's it. Oh, hi, Mark, and we'll get you on Twitter shouts the next episode around. Uh, other than that, have a good rest of your week and naked man. Yeah. Peace.